Okay, Pacinarinos. Shelby and Shelby just arrived. And they have some sort of gift. Just locking my door. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the last day that we're recording. I'm also in my hips costume, so let's see. There's Shelby Nan! Oh! Oh! I got one too! I was trying to wear a side, but it's not sticking. I'm recording. The oh my god. I got one too! Oh! Oh my god! I absolutely love it. <laughs> okay, Pacinarinos, it is a shirt that's just a montage or a collage of Al Pacino's face. Oh! <laughs> I'm gonna have to change. <laughs> wow! Al Pacino! It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Dunkachino? Don't mind if I do. Now, we're recording. Hello. Hello. Hey, baby doll. What's going on? It's our last episode of 2020. And if I planned everything correctly, this premieres on January, not January, December 31st, 2020. Woo! And Nick, if, if it's not, if that's incorrect, just cut this out. <laughs> Keep it in, Nick. Okay, you know what? Keep it in, Nick. Let everyone see my mistake. <laughs> um, well, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling... You know, some of me feels emotions. The other part of me is just like, I, I don't believe it yet. I, I think it's because I have plans to still record a few more episodes and I have a few ideas for things for 2021, you know, that I'm not like fully letting it go. Um, yeah. But it's weird to think that as of this moment, I've seen all of Al Pacino's filmography, not in the year of our Lord 2020, but I have seen every single thing that man has acted in. Yeah, you have. It's impressive. Also, I want to note that Shelby and I both changed, but we're both wearing our Pacino shirts. Together, <laughs> of course. I am also in my my Pacino shirt. So, uh, as you might have guessed, hopefully for the intro, we have the audio that I recorded of Shelby and Shelby giving me a beautiful gift, a shirt of just Al Pacino faces. Yeah, but also... Part of the gift was that we both had them too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. We all we all have the same Pacino shirt, and we were taking photos. And several of my neighbors are walking around, and one of them was like, "What's with the Pacino?" <laughs> he just said, "What's with the shirts?" Okay, yeah. He's like, "No." Like, I was like, "We just really like Al Pacino." And then I started explaining. Then like Shelby Nan and I, we were all like explaining 
you know, yeah. my New Year's resolution. And then I was like, if you want to listen, it's called Year of Pacino. So maybe we'll get a new Pacino Reno. Hopefully. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that that person is going to have to go through over 60 hours of content to get to this moment. Unless they started it with this episode, you know? Unless they started with the final episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will. The final episode of 2020. Don't worry, Pacinarinos. I know I owe you some rewatches, so we're coming back in 2021. I'm going to take some time off, though, but uh, I'll keep y'all up to date on uh, Instagram. Follow us at Year of Pacino. You can see my hips, <laughs> my hips, Dick Tracy custom <laughs> character. <laughs> Who I, I went to a Zoom meeting today dressed as hips with a Dick Tracy background and I changed my name. And I had to explain why I was dressed so differently in a meeting for my job. And your name was Hips. Yeah, my name was Hips. And then when I I had to, like, turn off my video to go do something, and then, like, I don't have a picture on Zoom, so it was just, like, a black screen with Hips. (laughs) 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 That should be, like, your profile picture. But, yeah, uh, I met again with my... Shout out Jacob, my coworker who was on the phone with me. It was around this time last year, and I was like, we were talking about bad movies, and I was like, oh my god, do you know about the movie Revolution that caused Al Pacino to stop acting for four years? And it was on that phone call, and I was like, Jacob, isn't it weird? A year ago, you you were there, and now I'm finishing that dream today. So how did he handle that? He was like, that's so amazing. <laughs> They're like, that's you a real. Be so proud. part of me you know like i'm i'm starting to accept it more like my my anxious brain is like oh my god like is this really something you should be proud of and it's like yeah it is something i should be proud of i set a goal and i i did it well i i will i will have done it in three hours so how are y'all feeling it feels so Flirty. <laughs> Flirty and surreal. <laughs> I think she's feeling flirty because of her Malibu drink that she's drinking. Her prom on the beach? My prom on the beach got me feeling a certain way. I'm, I had a prom on the beach during that meeting I had as hips. And let me tell you, I had to sit down for a few hours before I could <laughs> do something. Oh my god. But how is the prom on the beach? Delicious. It's Malibu rum. It is. So, uh, I'll, Pacino Renos, who are over the age of 21 in the United States of America, we will put the drink recipe in the description if you want to also drink a prom on the beach. My prom on the beach is currently in my Godfather mug. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. My mom bought it for me several years ago when I was in college, um, and I've had it ever since. And uh, yeah, foreshadowing. what was that? What was that? Foreshadowing. Yeah. Well, um, it's weird. My my mom doesn't like violent movies, but she loves The Godfather because it's just a cinematic masterpiece. I know. I was going to say it's fine that you have this out now, but you're going to have to put it away when the movie starts. You're a What's it called? Switch? Yeah. Yeah, because this is uh this is like the best movie of all time. It is. Everyone <laughs> everyone says it's Citizen Kane. Fuck no. 
I get it, Citizen Kane, you know, technical masterpiece, and also it was like Citizen Kane taking over like current day Jeff Bezos, whatever, but like the Godfather is Al Pacino in it, so So you know. So you know. Yeah, my mom was talking I was talking to her about it today and she was like, Yeah, the first one was really good, but they just go downhill from there. Do you stand that same opinion? Moe's obviously does not have that same opinion. This was my mother's opinion. She was like, yeah, the second one was my grade, and then I just didn't even bother with the third. So, I, in the last, since Sunday, I've watched 13 hours of The Godfather. Well, I've watched currently 10 hours of The Godfather trilogy, because I watched the new coda on Sunday, and then this whole week I've been watching the Godfather saga, which is Godfather 1 and 2 re-edited in chronological order with extra material. Anyway, so... I've spent a lot of time in the Godfather universe, and I liked Godfather 2, or at least I liked the portions of Godfather 2 a lot more the second time around. Like, I still loved it the first time I saw it. Godfather 2 is the first movie to top Scent of a Woman, the rewatch. But, like, seeing it the second time, like, ugh. There's some really great emotional scenes in there, and, like, the ending hit me so much more. Because, like, the first time I watched it, I was just like, okay, okay, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And then the second time I was watching it, I was like, oh my god, I know what's going to happen, and I don't want it to happen. And it was just, ugh. And I don't want to say anything, because you still need to see the first one, you know? But, I just want to see the first one. I'm so excited. That's uh, it's a good movie. I really hope your expectations, you know, I hope like it meets your expectations, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this Scarface beat my expectations. This is true. So I'm kind of hoping it's going to fall in line with that, but we'll see. And Al Pacino, he's, he's fucking hot. And a little scary, but not as scary as Scarface. I mean, Godfather 2 is, like, the sexiest movie, so... <laughs> Godfather 2 is the sexiest movie. The whole time, Shelby Nan, the whole time, Shelby and I were just like, oh my god, Al Pacino, so hot. Oh my god, Robert De Niro, so hot. Oh my god, don't you just want to drown in Al Pacino's hair? I do. <laughs> no, you were like, I was like, don't you just want to swim in it? Bitch, I want to drown in it. (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, it's, uh, Shelby Nan, it is surreal to be in this moment. Like, yeah, yeah, that's weird. It's just one of those moments you don't think is going to happen. And then when it comes, you're like, how do I handle this? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I had an idea. So, I was thinking we would watch Carlito's Way in 2021. Mm, yeah. Good That's movie. That's the last one on the bingo card for me. Ooh, yeah, let's do it. 2021, we'll fill out your bingo card. Yes, I'm going to post, like, a where it started and how it's going. <laughs> Sorry, so. Nice. Get nice. excited for that. <laughs> Mine is how it started, The Irishman, how it's going, The Godfather, which that's not too bad. I, I wonder where 
what the where it started, but the how is it going needs to end with like y'all in the Pacino shirt holding the Pacino. <laughs> Wait, so because we we did the polar bear plunge, it's like how it started, polar bear plunge, how it's going, oh, Pacino oh, shirts. <laughs> The plunge is canceled. I mean, of course it's of course canceled. It is. Like, yeah. but I'm still sad about it. I yeah. feel like we're just gonna jump to our pool, anyways. We know. Wait, we could it. go to my. We could go to my parents' pool and dripping. Oh. You know, that could be a little bit of a drive. It's like a new place. Their pool's very cute. Yeah, very we have nice. to discuss like family exposures from Christmas and everything, and see everyone's comfort level from there. Oh yeah, my parent. So my brothers had like a swim party over there, and my parents were like, "You're not allowed." <laughs> they told my brother's friend that they were not allowed in the house, even if they had to go to the bathroom. And this dude was like, "I have to go to the bathroom." They're like, "Well, you can go use that bush over there." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I know, because that was your tradition that I have now adopted. It's not the right word. Commandeered. <laughs> Damn. No, I think adopted is the right word. Adopted, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was sad to not have you last year. No. We're going to have to do our own I version. I was really upset to not be able to do it last year. Uh, oh, update. My mom says the Pacino shirt is amazing with three exclamation points. Love it. Yay. Yeah, I was real upset to do it, not to do it last year. And I was like, it's okay. It'll just be one year off. And now here goes another one. How are we to know? That's yeah. just like, like I was telling you with my. Last year, but it's just not the same. Well, that's like I had to take two years off of getting ear piercings on September 15th, a.k.a. Kakashi's birthday from Naruto. Because, like, 2019, it was two days before I went to Germany, and I was like, oh, maybe I don't want to get an ear piercing before I fly abroad. Two days before I fly abroad. And then this year, COVID. So I'm like, I have to get, I have to get an ear piercing on September 15th, 2021. I have to. (laughs) Olivia, do you have, like, the amount of ear piercings planned out? Like, do you have a finite number that you know you want to do? Or I, at one point where your ears pretty much be pure piercings because you're just going to keep going. So I would love to get to 20. I'm currently at 12. So. Ear piercings total or mm-hmm. piercings piercings total? Uh, Ear piercings total. Okay. 12. So okay. at the beginning of 2017, I only had my my earlobes pierced. And then Febu- by February 29- February 2020, yeah. Because Valentine's Day, Joel and I saw Sonic the Hedgehog in theaters, and then I went to go get my ear pierced again. So within that time, I got ten piercings. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have six total. Hell yeah. But I know I want, I think, four more. I don't know, we'll see. I only was thinking three more, but then I felt real anxious about having it not the same number each year and feeling lopsided, and I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I ended up doing like one ear, like when it came to cartilage piercings, I did like one ear at a time, so that way I could still sleep on one, yeah, 
Anyway, anyway, you know, we we got to we got to watch this movie. We got to stop farting around. Shelby has got to be up at 3 a.m. So let's do it. Let's watch Pacino and The Godfather. Pacino. Mike, you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. Fredo. You're my older brother and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Ever. Ooh, she tipsy. Oh, she tips it. She tips it. Mm. What? <laughs> um, I had some I I made some glue vine and I drank some of it. Also, it's been oh. five. Maybe you know, maybe we should do some small talk, Shelby Nan. <laughs> Okay. I'm very confused. What's Glühwein? Glühwein is a German holiday drink. It literally means glowing wine. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, so it's red wine. It's just a mold wine. So it's red Mm -hmm. wine, sugar, cinnamon, cloves, oranges, Mm -hmm. and lemon juice. And, um, yeah, my tongue's purple. Nice. And it's uh, it's been five days since we watched Godfather. Yeah, yeah, it has been. Man, has it only been five days? I'm yeah, it feels like it's been, but also like yesterday. Yeah, it feels like a long time ago, but it also feels like ages ago, like this whole pandemic. Yeah. True. 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 I did my laundry today and I washed my Pacino shirt Uh and I showed it off to my younger sister and she had very little reaction to the Pacino shirt. And I was very disappointed. What? Like, I I don't know what I expected. I think I expected at least like a, what is that? Or like, why do you have this man's face Mm -hmm. on your shirt? But she was just like a, Oh, like it was so mild, and I was like, "I'm very disappointed right now." That is so disappointing. I showed my mom pictures, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing!" So <laughs> I've seen, I've been to a lot of weird little like socially distant gatherings, and every like I've put that shirt on every time I've seen someone. <laughs> I've I've shown that shirt to. Many people, and every time, it's just like, well, you know, with, like, Kelsey and Zach and Joel, they were like, that's amazing. Because they know. They know. And then my my parents, and they, like, you know, we're looking at the conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter, socially distant. Mm -hmm. My dad has a telescope. And their two friends were like, is that Al Pacino? do you like Al Pacino? And mom's like, yes, she's uh, actually just finished his entire filmography. She watched all of it this year. And I was like, yes, mom, be proud of be this proud. accomplishment. It is an accomplishment. You accomplished a goal. Be proud. I did accomplish a goal. And then, like, when one of my friends, I, I, every Christmas, I love to have little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. And I cannot get them 
for curbside pickup through H-E-B, so my friend bought me some, and when he dropped them off, we're just standing in the middle of my complex, and I'm wearing this shirt, and just, like, all my neighbors are just, like, walking by and, like, just staring at the shirt, and I'm like, that's right. It's me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you've worn it. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, I only wear it for a social, like, as soon as I'm, like, out of that socially distanced, out, like, it, like, it's comes off goes on a hanger you know like (laughs) oh i wore mine so we watched it last friday like all day saturday i still wore mine and i was like kind of sad to take it off but at that point like it really needed to be taken off yeah but i'm with olivia i'm like pumped to wear this shirt in public and see like random people's reactions i'm real excited for it i can't wait i Cannot wait to like go out to the clubs after <laughs> after it's safe and we're all vaccinated. And I'm just like, hell, like you know, Get a all Barbarella in your Al Pacino shirt. Yeah, you know, it's a conversation starter because the front <laughs> and the back are printed. With this yeah, face. Like, like buying those shirts was a kind of a drunk purchase i was like i need to get olivia something and i just like needed to find something al pacino that would get there in time and i paid for like faster shipping i'm like wow this is like i'm spending a lot of money on this hope they like it It's amazing. And then when oh, I was, really <laughs> and I was like, you know, pointing out all the different Pacinos and like naming the movies. And they're like, is that Dog Day Afternoon? And, you know, Christy B, who recorded the episode with me, he was questioning if that was actually Dog Day Afternoon. He's like, that looks like the Godfather. I was like, no, this is the Godfather. That is Dog Day Afternoon. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm like, I am right. <laughs> Do not question Olivia about her Pacino knowledge. Do not question me about my Pacino knowledge. Christy B and I would always see each other at Barbarella. Oh, Christy B. We love him. Yep. I know. I've seen him there multiple times. He and I, <laughs> like, used, always- he and I used to work in the same building on diff- different floors, and we'd just be like, hey. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I fucking did it, y'all. I have officially watched you all of Al Pacino's it. filmography in the year Yay. 2020. Ooh. How do you I feel now that you've had a break for a few days? You know, before, so I spent, I think, 11 or 12 days watching one Al Pacino thing a day until December 18th and then we watched Godfather and then it's kind of been nice to have a little bit of a break and not have to sit down for at least an hour and a half a day to watch Al Pacino <laughs> for 11 days straight. <laughs> but like do you feel how are you feeling about the accomplishment of it because I know you were not feeling proud or excited about it for like kind of Yeah. I'm shocked that I was able to do this. You know, my brain just kind of turned it into, like, this whole, like, oh, instead of celebrating, you should be disappointed in how you spent seven days this year watching Al Pacino movies. <laughs> but now I get to be, like, whenever someone, like, has a question or fact about Al Pacino, I can be, like, you're fucking wrong. Or... 
Or if anyone asks, like, hey, have you seen Dog Day Afternoon? You can be like, oh, boy, have I. Oh, boy, have I. And my friends are coming to me with Al Pacino questions. Like, there was a tweet going around a few weeks ago that was like, wait, so you're telling me in 1975 there's a movie where Al Pacino is a queer man robbing a bank to play to pay for mm-hmm. bottom surgery for his trans partner. And I was like, my friend's like, this is an actual movie? I'm like, yeah, it's Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, it's great, based dog. on a true story. And they're like, what? Yeah, you know what? The other thing you can do, Olivia, is when people are like, well, what did you during... What did you do during 2020 in the pandemic? Like, how did you spend your time? <laughs> I spent a week watching Al Pacino. And I mean, like, not just I, one week I watched some Al Pacino movies. I mean, for the entire year. I spent... No, I feel like you need to say, I spent seven whole days. I spent... Because saying a week sounds like, oh, I just spent a week kind of watching casually. Wait, I also want to back up and just say that... Because I'm home and trying to pay attention to my family and also kind of like, I got some big things I need to be thinking about right now. I completely blanked on recording tonight, but Olivia (laughs) sent a text this afternoon that just said, (laughs) pumped for Pacino. And I think I just sent a like laugh reaction or something i was just like oh olivia mrs pacino (laughs) totally did not know that was a reminder text yeah i should have been and you know i realized after the fact yeah that me just texting you pumped for pacino could have just been a normal text (laughs) i knew it was a reminder Shelby Nanton. No. But you know, I understand. <laughs> I, I understand how it's like, you know, a regular text from yeah. me just being like, Pacino. It is. It's very Olivia. Out of nowhere to be pumped for Pacino. We're always pumped for Pacino. We're always pumped I mean, for Pacino. Who P- isn't? And you know what I'm pumped for? I'm pumped to finally start talking about <gasps> The Godfather. El Padrino. The Godfather, yes. Grossvater. No, that's grandfather. No? You know what? It's fine. Who cares? So, um, (laughs) yeah, uh, Shelby and I had already seen it, and I'd actually watched the Godfather saga Mm -hmm. last week, so I, like, rewatched it just before we watched it. But Shelby Nan, Mm -hmm. you had never seen it before. I had never seen it before. Did it live up to your expectations? I realized how I didn't really have expectations. I knew so little about the plot. Like, had we gone into it and someone had asked me what I thought the plot of the movie was, I don't even know what I would have guessed. But so the whole time I was very, like, surprised at what was going on. Mm -hmm. But yes, it lived up to my expectations. It was very good. I think one thing we talked about, and I'm sure we'll touch on, is, like, how much the movie played the long game of, Mm -hmm. like, really setting things up and then kind of letting you forget about it or think that it's been done, but then it just fully comes full circle at the end. And, like, it it was great. It was great. Y'all, I hope you agree with me. I'm just going to get to the rating right now. It's number one for the year of Pacino, okay? Like, this, (laughs) you know... 
We loved Heat. We loved Godfather 2. We, you know we fucking love Scent of a Woman. And some of my friends are like, do you actually love it or do you pretend to love it? I'm like, I actually love it. Godfather's number one. Which Yeah, well, my dad tonight, I was like, have you guys seen Hunters? Because I was thinking maybe that's something that we could watch together. He's like, yeah, we watched it. It was really good. I was like, oh, well, I was thinking about watching it because I was Al Pacino. And he was like, oh, my gosh, have you watched The Devil's Advocate? <laughs> Which we <laughs> talked about this movie so many times. Uh-huh. Like, yes. And he's like, I love that one. And I love Scent of a Woman. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I love, I love when he's in the high school just telling everybody off. Yeah. So, okay. Oh at the, when I was at the conjunction, my dad's friend, he was like, oh, El Pacino, taxi driver? I was like, no, that's Robert De Niro. No. He's like, oh, no, 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 scent of a woman. That movie was great. <laughs> and when he's at the tribunal and he's standing up for that kid, you're like, man, oh. this guy has really changed. Oh, my gosh. His soul is intact. This boy's His soul is intact. intact. It's non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. You know how I know? Someone in this room t- tried to buy it. Oh. <laughs> I know, and I told my dad, I was like, oh my gosh, I, that's my least favorite scene. <laughs> it's so long, and like, it just doesn't make any sense. And then he was trying to explain <laughs> what it was supposed to be. He's like, Shelby, he's talking about how like rich people just buy. And I'm just like, no, I get what it means. <laughs> You're like, dad, I've watched this movie three times in the last year. I understand it. <laughs> I'm like, I can quote it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a fire under that skirt. What was was the thing about the, the, like, you've been distracting yourself with sugar, you forgot what real honey tasted like? Something like that. Man. But back to the Godfather. Back to Godfather. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's the best movie of the year. I'm really glad I decided to, you know, save this one for last in like the poetic mm-hmm. way. Like last December, I read the book and rewatched it, and then it was something to look forward to. You know. Mhm. It was really fun to have your insight from the book throughout the movie. It helps give context of things that. Helps. Oh, good. I was because yeah. I think the they did a really wonderful adaptation of the book because there's a lot of extra things in there and um and Godfather Two they show how Vito came to power. All of that is in the book. Um, there's a few other mm-hmm. things that they took out. Uh, and. There's a few things that they put back in in the Saga series. So, like, yeah, I just somehow last week I watched like 13 hours of The Godfather and it was just like it was all there at the front of my mind. And I didn't want to be that annoying person, but um, I'm glad it was helpful, like to keep all the different characters. Um, yeah. To keep them straight. There were some things that like the book goes in more depth about like uh sunny's relationship with that one girl yeah but it seems kind of random a little bit in the movie mm-hmm. but 
makes more sense the way you talk about it. Yeah. So. I'm also reflecting on, because I was like trying to prep for this, I was like reflecting on my feelings as a godfather. And Sunny's relationship with that girl and then Apollonia altogether, both didn't feel like pivotal to the plot. So I was like, struggling with what was the purpose of them in the movie mm-hmm. and then I'm just really reflecting on myself that that's something that I think I've talked about in a number of Al Pacino's movies of just like but what was the purpose of this thing and I realize I think it's just because I'm so much more like plot driven when mm-hmm. I think about stories and those are just much more to build the character and to help drive the characters regardless of the plot and I just need to remember that. And it was like a, a good reminder to myself of sometimes things can help build the character and they don't have to build the plot. And that's okay. Wow. Here we, we've come full circle. Wow. Full Look circle, at that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sh- Shelby, mm-hmm. anything you want to get? Like, I'm guessing we'll do, I'm, I'm guessing we do plot. I mean, it's the Godfather. Like, ho- hopefully y'all have seen it. <laughs> Pacino I, I don't really know where to start. It's so, I don't know. I find it so much harder to talk about good movies on this podcast than the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like. I agreed. Donnie Brasco, just watch it yourself. Like. <laughs> I know. Just watch it yourself. It's great. Um, I'm looking at our notes. And. What I really enjoyed is that the Godfather helps several people at the beginning of the movie and they all have a significant impact on mm-hmm. the plot. So he helps an undertaker, he helps a baker and he helps Johnny uh, Fontaine and all of them, all of their storylines are very like important to the plot. So like the undertaker is called in for a favor and he's the one that's going to fix up spoiler alert sunny after he gets shot at the toll booth um the baker came in and he was like hey can you help this dude who impregnated my daughter to stay in the country and godfather's like yeah sure and then that that dude is one of the people he was the guy that helped michael protect Vito at the hospital mm-hmm. and then johnny fontaine the horse head thing iconic <sighs> Iconic. Iconic. Oh, man. I forgot that that was, like, one of the things just in the zeitgeist of the world that you know about Godfather Mm. up until, like, moments before they revealed it. Even when they were petting the horse and they were, like, $600,000 on four legs. I was like, oh, man, that's a pretty horse. (laughs) (laughs) That horse gonna be dead. (laughs) I didn't think about it until we saw him like waking up and then I was like, no, this is the horse head moment. <laughs> I have a note here, Shelby Nan and horse head scene. Cause, oh, cause, yes, because it was different than what I expected and you were asking about that. So I didn't realize, I didn't realize they he was going to wake up to the horse head. I thought it was going to be like pulling the covers back to go to sleep and then mm. the horse head would be there. Mm. I also didn't realize how bloody it was. Mm-hmm. That was something that was really surprising to me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to be just a horse head. I don't know, without a ton of blood, but I guess it was kind of confusing because they had the horse by 
his feet, but he had blood on him from, like, waist down. Yeah. Because yes. he's been, like, rolling like, around. He could have been kicking that horse head in his sleep. Oh, oh God. He could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, let, so I guess I'll do like a quick, quick plot summary and then we'll get into our notes. It's just, it's, it's the Godfather. Please watch it. But, um, <laughs> watch it. It's so good. Yeah. I guess, yeah, we can go through the plot summary and kind of talk about moments that stood out to us and see if that aligns with our notes. Yeah. So, um, uh, Godfather, it's about uh, the Corleone family. So you have Marlon Brando as Vito Corleone. He's the head of this crime family. They do a lot of, like, gambling and stuff. Um, okay. And they have a lot of politicians in their pocket. Vito has uh, three sons and a daughter. He has Sonny, um, who is uh, James Caan, who's an elf. He's the dad and elf. You've got Fredo, who is Johnny Cazale, who's in Dark Day Afternoon. Uh, you have Michael... Al Pacino, and then you have Connie, who's Talia Shire, who is, um, or Sheer, Shire, Shire, uh, and that is the director's sister. Um, and this is about, it's, uh, the narcotic, it's how the mob changes when narcotics comes into play. Um, and it's also about the shifting of power within the Corleone family and between the five main mob families in New York mm-hmm. in 1945. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, uh... Or it starts in 45. It goes over, what, six years? Something like that. Yeah, it goes over several years. Yeah. But it's like, end of... You know, if Die Hard is a, a Christmas, Christmas movie, movie... If Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so is Which The is? Godfather. I, I, uh, I disagree. Olivia, I was talking to my friend Ellen about what makes a Christmas movie and not the other day, and I told her your rule for what makes a Christmas movie, and she was like, I agree with this. I believe this. Uh, Her husband was trying to convince her to watch Iron Man 3, which apparently plays three different Christmas songs in the movie, so he was trying to tell her it was a Christmas movie, and she was like, no. And she was taking your rule of, like, if the plot could happen regardless of the time of year, then it's not a Christmas movie. And she was like, this, the plot of Iron Man 3 could happen at any point in time, so it's mm-hmm. not a Christmas movie. Same thing with and that. Di- same thing with Die Hard and Godfather, even if we want them to be. Right, but, you know, people are going to be like, Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. I'm like, The Godfather's my favorite Christmas movie. And they're like, it's not a Christmas movie. And I'm like, um, number one. <laughs> Tom Hagen is... Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, Robert Duvall plays an adopted son, Tom Hagen. He's great. We love him. So, uh, Robert Duvall is kidnapped while Christmas shopping. Two, Al Pacino finds out about his dad being shot while Christmas shopping. Vito was shot while Christmas shopping. I know, but Christmas isn't, like... That all happened just around Christmas time, but that... What? That's the same thing with Die Hard! No, because Die Hard takes place at a Christmas party. It could have been an backdrop for a Christmas party, and the whole soundtrack is Christmas songs. It could have been. I mean, like it could have been an anniversary party, a merger, a birthday party. Absolutely, I'm going to tell you why. Because he would not have come for 
for any of those reasons because they're divorced. Like they were not but, divorced; they were separate. I literally separated. watched this yesterday with Sean <laughs> because it's a Christmas movie. Because I've been sending him Al Pacino movies on Blu-ray, but patri- but pretending that Frank Slade is sending them, and he finally just sent me Die Hard. Who? Who is this? Sean. Oh, Sean. Um, yeah, so they're separated, and he wouldn't have come back for, like, a birthday or anything to do with the company, but, like, everybody in the company had to be there. Like, all these things had to happen for all the people to be there, for the bad guys to hold them hostage, for Bruce Willis to be there in the first place, like, it had to be a Christmas party. I just don't think that's sound. Also, this movie came out in July. Okay. I'm I'm kind of agreeing with Olivia and the concept of, I do think the movie plot could have happened at another point, but what how I feel is just, if you want to believe it's the Christmas movie, and if it makes you happy in your heart to watch it around the holiday time, Go for it. And that's fine. Yeah, and that's why The Godfather is a Christmas movie to me. I love it. Okay, so back to The Godfather. Back to The. Um, So, uh, one of the most iconic, like the the main plot line that kicks things off is that Al Pacino does not want to be involved with his family at all. And his father doesn't want him to be in the the mob life either. Like, he wants Michael to become, like, a senator or a governor or something. Um, And then you also have this guy, Salazzo, who's coming in and he's like, Hey, I've got narcotics. You wanna... You wanna join in? (laughs) And Vito's like, uh, thanks, but no thanks. And then Salazzo's like, well, I'm going to try to kill him. And, you know, you got to be careful when you're buying oranges, y'all, because you never know who's (laughs) going to shoot you five times in the back, especially if you're with your son, Fredo, who's like, you know, kind of a weakling. So just watch it. (laughs) I think we kept yelling, Fredo is useless. (laughs) We did. And then Shelby. Olivia also told us early on in the movie that uh, oranges in this movie represent death. So every time I saw an orange, I was like, oh God, it's coming! <laughs> um, and also, there was a quote uh, Is Fredo a brother? Oh, yeah. I was very confused who Fredo was for a while. And I was like, huh, yeah. I didn't realize that he was a brother until we were in Vegas. Yeah, it was, was like the crazy. end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're in Vegas? Yeah. They they have another brother? What? Yeah, and I was, you're like, is Fredo a brother? And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's got a big role in the next movie. Oof. Just wait till Godfather 2. Just wait till Godfather 2. Oh. I do. I definitely do need to watch the second. It's a good, it's a good movie. Um. So sexy. So that's the still the sexiest movie of year of Pacino. <laughs> the sexiest movie of all time. Sex <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but also Die Hard. Like I love Die Hard. <laughs> I just kept making lewd comments about Bruce Willis being shirtless and Sean was like, please stop. 
Oh my gosh, Bruce Willis is so hot. In that so movie. hot. Although, why is there so much feet stuff? Like, you like. <laughs> there's a lot of feet. There's stuff. a lot of feet stuff, and it's like the whole reason why he doesn't have shoes the whole movie is because he just had to dig his toes into the carpet. Like, why? I know, and then his feet are all cut up. Ugh. 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 I only seen this movie once, and that was like three years ago. Thank you. you Shelby, Shelby got on. her groceries. Like I said. I thought I muted it. I thought I muted it, but I guess I did it. It's okay. It's <laughs> it's the year of Pacino. It's chaos. <laughs> it's chaos. It's not a professional podcast. <laughs> um, I'm just glad that we're able to get this recorded before Christmas Eve because I knew like once Christmas hit, I was just not gonna remember you know. You know? I totally forgot. So, I get that. Um, there were two scenes in the movie that were absolutely, like, when I read the book and then rewatched the movie, like, it just, they were absolutely perfect. And those scenes are the wedding. So, we, we begin the movie with Connie's wedding. Perfect. Like, the dresses, the setting, Sunny fucking the bridesmaid, like, all of it. Perfect. And then the next scene that was perfectly described was um, when Michael Michael gets involved with the family. Because after Vito, uh, an attempt is, is made on Vito, Pacino is like, okay, I'm in this for real now. And he comes up with this plan. They're like, how are we going to kill Salazzo? He's constantly guarded by police. And Al Pacino's the one to be like, so what? I'll kill the cop. And I'll kill Salazzo. And the scene where he shoots Salazzo and the cop. Because um, in the book they talk about when he shoots them in the head like this red mist appearing. Ugh. Yeah. And that was there in the movie. So. Yeah. Michael. That's good. Yeah. He, it's good that they were able to translate it so well. Because you know Michael, he uh, he commits to the bit. Yeah. yeah, he was not into becoming part of the mafia, but once he committed, he committed hard. And, like, he brought a new wave of cruelty because, uh, you know, the mob had never touched cops before. Like, they never killed cops. He was the first person mm -hmm. to do it in that, you know, cinematic setting. And he mm -hmm. he brought with him a new wave of cruelty. Um, and he, yeah, and yeah, you can see that because after that, it turns into like a full on war between all of the five families of them just like killing each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you know, when, when Vito eventually dies after putting an orange peel in his mouth, look out. Yeah, yep. Orange peels. Yeah, where Olivia, I was like, it's coming. I just know Shelby had fallen asleep in this moment. And I was like, it's coming, it's coming. And Olivia was like, what are you talking about? It's fine. They're just playing. They're having fun. And I was like, I don't trust you. Actually eating oranges together. Oh, my God. Oh I, my put, I put oranges in my spiced wine. Oh, no. Oh, no. I also liked when... Shelby kept asking questions about Apollonia, and Olivia kept lying. <laughs> I was like, 
You said something. Oh, you said K. It was about his eye. And you were like, yeah, and then K convinces him to fix it. And I was like, wait, K? How does K come back to this if he's married to Apollonia? Is she not in the book? And you were like, no, she's not. And then just kept with it. And I, and I could tell that you were lying to me, but I also wasn't fully sure. <laughs> and I turned to Shelby and I was like, is she lying to me or telling me the truth? Like, it's hard to read. And Shelby's like, oh, she's lying to you. <laughs> yeah, so once uh, once Michael kills the cop in the in Salazzo, he has to go hide in Sicily. And that's where he meets Apollonia, who was 16 at the time of filming this movie. Al Pacino was 31. The actress was. The actress. Actress was 16. Al Pacino was 31. Um. <laughs> And I accidentally mentioned something about how, like, in the book, Kay is the one who convinces Michael to, like, get his face fixed after being punched out by a policeman. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I realized I fucked up. And so I was just like, oh, no, she's just not in the... She, she's just not in the... Yeah, you were like, yeah, no, his time in this place is just really boring. And I was like, she's lying to me. And then I was texting so Shelby, like, I can't believe that. Just pretend... <laughs> I'm lying. I was like, I was gonna pretend, but then what Shelby asked me, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna lie to her. <laughs> like, that's just silly. Oh, but I was still shocked when she died. Yeah, that just, Apollonia's death is horrible. It's so bad, and I didn't put it together when watching the movie. But again, I was kind of like trying to investigate, like what was like the full purpose of her character. And I read something that was talking about that. So I thought it was because of the mafia, like, families, that that's why she was killed. But the one article I read was more that it had to do with one of uh, Michael's bodyguards mm-hmm. was just jealous that Michael married her instead of her. So he kill- killed her. Or so I think he was trying to kill Michael or something. I thought it so... My interpretation, so he has two bodyguards, Kahlo and Fabrizio, and Kahlo actually comes back in the third movie. Like he, yeah, because they go back to Sicily. Anyway, so Fabrizio, right before Apollonia dies, he asks Michael, are you going? Do you need the car? Is she going with you? Like he asks specifically if Apollonia is going with him or not. Mm -hmm. And then he says no. And so then I think he, like, rigged the bomb there. But then mm. Apollonia's in the car. But to surprise Michael with her driving. Yeah. So he was trying to kill Michael. Yeah. Out of yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. I thought it was more like... Um... And also, the Don in Sicily, when Michael's hiding there, told him, like, after Sonny died, that, like, it's not safe. So I think, Mm -hmm. you know, they might have had someone in there. And then that's a whole plot line. Well, yeah, that's a plot line in the Godfather saga, but I don't remember that being in Godfather Part 2, where Al Neri kills Fabrizio in Godfather 2. Because of Apollonia or for a different reason? Because of Apollonia. It took Michael like seven or eight years or even longer to find Fabrizio again. Because Godfather 2 takes place like seven or so years after Godfather 1. 
And then how many years later is Godfather 3? Um, that's a long time. Like, almost 20. Oh, wow. Yeah, Godfather 3 came out in 1990. But 1 and 2 oh. were 72 and 74. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't realize that. Yeah. Shelby, your cat is, like, in my pillows right now. He is? Yeah. Here, I'll send you a picture. Oh, yeah, we're all in different places right now. Mm-hmm. Shelby is a trooper because, you know, she had to wake up at 3 a.m. to drive all the way to Tennessee, Ooh. and she made it. The morning after we watched Godfather. Yeah. You did yeah, it. I did it, y'all. It was rough. It usually only takes 12 to 13 hours. It took 14 and a half. Mm. Oh, no. It was... Weather so or traffic? Oh, both. Yeah, once I hit Memphis, there's a lot of traffic, but all day there was a lot of rain, and oh, and then also just being so tired from the night before, mm-hmm. it hurt. But uh, Olivia kept me company around six thirty or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. First thing I did, I was like, "Who's awake? Shelby is." <laughs> Shelby's up. <laughs> She's driving. Yeah. yeah. I know. I was like already past Waco. I was like, I'm gone. <laughs> yep. One of the notes I have here is Enzo Appreci- Appreciation Club, but I don't really remember who Enzo is. So. We. Who is Enzo? I know we talked oh. about liking the name Enzo. Or I talked about liking the name Enzo. Who was I Enzo? I remember the character Enzo, though. <laughs> I don't know. And again, I watched this movie twice last week. <laughs> if you can't remember, I don't think I'm going to remember. Um, no. And then we've got Weak Punch Knocked Down Only One Punch. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. That was yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, after, so after Vito is shot in the street, but before Michael kills Salazzo and the policeman... Uh-huh. Mike. Oh, Enzo's the baker, dude. That's Enzo. Oh, he is oh, that's dude. Enzo. Yes. So Michael goes to visit his father in the hospital and realizes that there is no one there. No detectives, no police, no security. Tessio's men aren't there either. Um, and he's like, Oh my god, they're about to to kill my father. So he and a nurse move the bed. And then um, Enzo shows up and he's like, hey, you need to get out of here. And Enzo's like, no, I'm going to help you protect this man who helped me. No, Michael makes him, right? No, he says, like, like Enzo says, no, I'm going to stay here. He's like, um, I'm going to help I, you. I remember it differently, but I believe you because you watched it twice last week. Maybe it's different in one of the versions, but yeah, he's like, no, I'll, I'll help you. Like, I'll do anything I can to help you. So, um, yeah, they, uh, they just stand outside and then this Mm -hmm. car of bad people drives up and then drives away Mm -hmm. and the policeman comes in and Michael accuses him of being on, you know, Salazzo's payroll and this policeman decked him. Decked Michael. Whenever he decked... Go ahead, go ahead. Whenever he decked Michael, Michael, like, fell a little. 
I made the joke that the policeman was weak because his punch only knocked on one person and not ten. The <laughs> referencing the iconic punch in Dick Tracy. But you know, if Hips was punching, she'd knock down a hundred. So <laughs> she would. She hips. Would. Hips. Um, I feel like hips would more like hip bump someone and then just like knock down a hundred people with your hip bump. You know, I do that. Well, before the pandemic, like I would just I would hip check people all the time. I actually made people fall over. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it uh, that was a great moment. That mm-hmm. happening. Um, we didn't take a lot of notes because we just kept watching the movie, and we're just like, yeah. "Damn, this is such a good movie." Um, one thing that they really highlight in the movie that I think also shows the depths of Michael's cruelty is how special the Godfather relationship is. Mm-hmm. So Vito Corleone is known as a Godfather, but he's also Johnny Fontaine's Godfather, who Johnny Fontaine is basically Frank Sinatra. And it's at the time where like Frank Sinatra's career wasn't doing so hot and he was like hey this role from here to attorney like this would really change my career but he needed help getting that role and so um and they talk about this like multiple times and tom hagan robert duvall he keeps bringing it up too like how godfather's very special relationship and so the end of the movie uh michael agrees to be the godfather to Connie and her husband Carlo's son. Second child, yeah. Yeah. And um Connie and Carlo, they've got some issues. And we've all got some issues with Carlo. Ugh, hate Carlo. Yeah. Because Carlo would beat Connie. Mm-hmm. He would beat her. He was cheating on her. And he also, like, beat her to entice her brother to come check up on her. And then when Sonny got enraged and came to check up on her, he got shut up at a toll booth. Mm -hmm. And we kept saying, well, why is Connie still with him? Mm-hmm. And the answer was that she couldn't open up her own bank account. Yeah. 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 Couldn't open her own bank account until the 70s. Well, I actually looked that up and it was actually like 68 or 69. But then there were, I think it was the 70s when there was like an act passed that you couldn't discriminate women getting credit or whatever but so it was like implemented yeah Yeah, exactly so but i asked my mom and my aunt about that and my aunt had some interesting stories i probably shouldn't share them on the podcast okay but i did ask them about that and i learned some things i remember talking to my mom about that a few a few months ago and she remembers when that was all enacted and allowed. Yeah, I need to ask my mom about this off for Christmas. 
But yeah, so so Connie is staying with Carlo because she doesn't really have any autonomy or independence otherwise. And Carlo is bought out by one of the other five families, beats her as a way to entice Sonny to actually kill Sonny. And Sonny is killed. Mm-hmm. And he was always my favorite. And I will never forget the first time I watched that movie. And his death just completely he, shocked me. He was not a good Don, though. No, he wasn't. E- even Vito, when... He was too emotional. Yeah. Well, like, towards the end, when they're talking about, like, the new plans, and Michael says that Tom isn't going to be the consigliere, it's going to be Carlo... Mm-hmm. Tom is like, why am I out? And they're like, you're not a wartime consigliere. And Vito's like, Tom, you were never a bad consigliere. I always thought Sonny was a bad Don. May he rest in peace. I'm like, whoa, you just dragged your own son. Who's dead? (laughs) But so with, so, so Michael, like, he agrees to be the godfather to Connie and Carlo's son. He says he's going to make Carlo consigliere, but... I think Carlo was consigliere for the, like, four years, right? I guess so. Well... I'm getting my timeline wrong, because when Michael stepped up, I guess that was, like, midway of that mm -hmm. four years. It's it's hard to know how much time passed between Vito Mm -hmm. passing away and the baptism, because mm-hmm. the kid looks like the, it looks like the kid doesn't age too too much. You're right. You're right. And it wasn't till the I'm trying to remember when Vito stepped down as consigliere and Carlo got put in. I guess it was like not too long before I th- Vito died. I think it was when the family finally moved to Las Vegas. That's when Carlo was going to be second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in the book, Michael. Like, it's mentioned that Michael does not want Carlo to live, but Vito's like, that is, you know, Connie's husband and the father of my grandson. Like, I cannot kill him, and you should not kill him mm-hmm. either. And Michael's like, okay, you got it, Dad. But he's got his fingers be- crossed behind his back. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. So, I think before we get into the baptism theme, there's other the baptism scene just had so much to it. And I feel like we haven't built up any of the other things that happened. Like the, uh, just like all the other people that have consequences for their actions. I mean, honestly, we could be here forever. You know, like you've got, you're right. You're right. You're right. You've got, okay, then go into it. Well, because you've got Fredo, and like Fredo totally fucked up when his dad got shot in the back, so he's sent to Las Vegas to work with Mo Green. Mm-hmm. And Mo Green refuses to sell out his hotel to mm-hmm. Michael. Yes, and Michael's like, mm-hmm. "You're gonna, gonna fucking yeah, you're gonna regret that." And and he tells Fredo something that is very important for the next movie. He tells Fredo, "Fredo, you're my brother, and I love you." But don't take sides against the family ever again. Ever again. Mm-hmm. It's very important. And so, you know, we're talking about, like, the relationship with the Godfather, and he agrees to, like, it's 
it's no secret that everybody hates Carlo, especially Michael. Like, Michael despises this mm-hmm. man. And as a way to, like, make the peace, Connie's like, will you be Godfather? Well, I guess she mm-hmm. tells Kay, and Kay tells Michael. And Michael's like, okay, fine. So... We're at the baptism scene where, like, again, this is a very important relationship. And as Michael is in the church and they're baptizing this child, what what's happening? Water. Yeah. <laughs> like, is Fredo a brother? <laughs> yeah. Is slaughter happening? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> when Sonny died... When Sonny died, Vito, Vito Corleone called a meeting between all the five families, and he said, mm-hmm. I want to make the peace. I want to bring Michael home safely. And he's like, you have my guarantee that I will not be the one to break the peace we made today. And in the book, I remember him saying that, you know, saying something about, like, while he is alive, like, you know, his family won't seek vengeance or something and i was like oh so he's telling the truth as long as he's alive they will not seek vengeance but the whole time they are planning that as soon as Vito is dead michael is going to re- take revenge on all the five families for what happened to sunny and yeah on all the five families on carlo on a different traitor that was also in their family they just took out anybody oh, yeah, that went against them. Yeah, because Vito was like, okay, so, you know, once I pass away, someone's going to, they're going to try to make a move, and they're mm-hmm. going to try to schedule a meeting with you, and that person's going to be a traitor. And luckily it wasn't Clemenza, my favorite, but it's Tessio, who's like, hey, let's yep. do the meeting. So, yeah, while Michael is agreeing to be the godfather, he's agreeing to have a special relationship with this child. He's also plotting to kill this child's son. Child's father. Oh, yes, this child's father. (laughs) Not this child's son. (laughs) Could you imagine? Okay, well, this is, like, completely unrelated. It's the year of Pacino. It's always unrelated. (laughs) So I realized today that my mom's never seen Mean Girls, and what? I that's know. like our generation's Godfather. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I showed her the Jingle Bell Rock scene. So I guess you could consider Mean Girls a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mean Girls. Mean Girls, Classic Godfather Christmas movie. Classic so. Christmas movie. <laughs> I was looking at Amy Poehler and how young she was, and I'm like, I bet if she plays Rachel McAdams' mom, and I'm like, I bet they're the same age. And sure enough, they're like seven years old. Oh my god. <laughs> so, fun fact. Amy Poehler. Um, wait, give me one there, second. One there second. is a godfather. You're talking about Rachel McAdams who plays Diane Keaton's daughter in Family Stone, and Diane Keaton's in Godfather. So, there we go. All connected. All connected. Pacino connections. Um, so, it's just, in that baptism scene, Shelby, you show it in your film class. It's one of the greatest sequences of all time. You know what? I'll put a link to Every it in the semester. description. It builds tension so well. 
I was just so anxious. And Olivia and Shelby just kept being like, what are you talking about? It's a normal baptism. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, I'm so anxious. And then the slaughter just started and I was shook. It's, yeah. But yeah. And then after it that. Was oh, go ahead. Vengeance. Like, I don't know. Like, it was just watching a person take vengeance. That's and, not the right phrasing, but you know what I mean. Yeah. No. I, and, you know, also when, um, you know, after the baptism, Michael finds out like, okay, hey, the hits went well. Great. I'm gonna, we're gonna kill Carlo now. And so the family's getting ready to move to Las Vegas. And he's like, oh, wait, Carlo, I need to stay here. They have a meeting at the house. And he starts to interrogate Carlo. And I have a quote here. God, he's so good. And that was, well, Shelby Nan, when watching, or when Pacino interrogated Carla, like, yes, I'm glad, finally, we can all agree Al Pacino is a great actor. I said it in a different movie before, and I remember you being really, like, I, I said it, I can't remember what movie it was, it's just, like, we didn't like that movie, but I remember being like, but you could tell how good Al Pacino was. Um, not Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, but another movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what it was specifically about that moment, but just like, ugh, he was playing, he just played the character so well, like, just like a kind of a quiet rage, and just, he was terrifying, but wasn't yelly in the same way that Sonny mm-hmm. was, or like later Al Pacino can be. Yeah. And it just, it was great. It was so great. Yeah, and, like, when they kill Carlo, and he's, like, sitting in a car, and they, you know, Clemenza use a garrot, or a garret, it's G-A-R-R-O-T-E, and, like, he's kicking through the windshield to try to save, mm-hmm. oh, oof. That was, oof, that angle, that camera angle, oof, oof. Shelby, what about you? What about me? That, when they killed Carlo. I mean, all the killings were really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does anyone have a favorite like, killing? So, I know, we talked about this on when I was driving. Like, what's your favorite kill? There's the uh, one in the uh, the, uh, the 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 circle door. I don't know what those doors are called. Revolving, revolving door. door. Thank you. I was like, what word am I looking for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I feel like I'm so desensitized to that sequence at this point because I show it every semester like multiple times and I'm just like yeah I know it kind of by heart but that's a good one like you're trapped in there oh. mm-hmm. you know it broke my heart but Sonny's kill because that that was completely unexpected for mm-hmm. me you know I just like I like Oh, yeah, sorry. Like, he's just going through the toll booth. I know. Yeah, and then the toll booth operator drops a quarter, and just all of a sudden, there's just, like, a bunch of Tommy guns going at him. Yeah, I liked... Is it Luca? Luca. Yeah, Luca. Which, yo, yeah, I liked his, where they just stabbed his hand, and then, like, Yeah. And then choked him. Yeah, that was brutal. And you that know, was the first death too, right? 
Yeah, I think so. And he has he has a minor role in the movie, but he had a much bigger role in the book. And actually, like that, like everyone is terrified of Luca, and like even the Godfather doesn't want to speak to him at the wedding because like he's absolutely terrifying. But they don't tell you what he did in the movie, but in the book, like do y'all want to do y'all want to know what Luca did? Yes, he killed an infant. He killed Ooh, an infant. How did he do it? Something about like a cellar and I, it like something about yeah. a cellar and like um a box and I think maybe uh incinerator maybe. Ooh. I think I think Why that's how he did that? it. I don't remember because it was like so upsetting. I was just like, I don't want to remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute my own. That's from the opening of Mythbusters. Also, back to the baptism sequence, I really enjoy the Modern Family parody of it. I've never seen that. Highly recommend. It's really funny. Because, you know, everything's very PG, but they do a really good job referencing the whole film but especially that sequence it's really really good so would i need to watch like that whole episode of modern family or no just I like think, a, a scene of it i have a youtube link in my because when i teach film history i like to show them famous sequences or scenes and how mm. they get used and stuff later on like i show untouchables and how it has the battleship Potemkin scene in it. and uh, But anyway, you can very easily find it on YouTube. It's like Modern Family Godfather. You know, um, we, so funny. we can put it in the description. There's going to be a bunch of shit in the description. Oh, <laughs> and links to the drink, the, the proms on the beach. Olivia, future, future <laughs> Olivia, put put that in the, the description. I yeah. wish I had a prom on the beach right now. Yeah, I just had, yeah, I only had some. Yeah, I told you you should have taken the fix-in poem, but you left them here. I totally... Shelby, I got up at 3 a.m. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I know I've already mentioned Mean Girls, Battleship Potemkin, (laughs) and I feel like I mentioned another movie, but we've got a lot. Yeah, like we talked about some other movies earlier on, but I forgot. Die Hard. Die Hard. We definitely talked about Die Hard. So just just a few more things. So I had some musings that I wrote down while I was rewatching it, (laughs) and my first one is K is in wedding photo with two eyeball emojis. Um, <laughs> because I've been in that situation where you go to a, like, you're invited to a wedding with someone that you're dating, and they're like, hey, come be in the family wedding photo, and you're like, uh, I'm, I'm good, and they're like, nah, be in the wedding photo, and you're like, are you sure? Yeah, felt that on a personal level. <laughs> uh, we I have t- never been in that position. <laughs> Me neither. It's awkward. <laughs> with Kay, I mean, she did end up becoming part of the family. 
Which, again, can we talk about how he uh, he kills the cop, mm-hmm. then leaves Kay in mm-hmm. the States where he goes to Sicily, doesn't tell her where he's going or how long he's going for, is in Sicily for, like, what, a year or so? Yeah. Marries someone else, comes back to the States for, like, a year, and then tries to win her back. Like, how does that work? Yeah. And you know what's even worse is in the miniseries or like in the extended edition, there's a scene where Kay goes to the house. She goes to the house and she talks to Tom and she's like, can you give this letter to Michael? He's like, I cannot accept that letter. That was in the one we watched. Okay. That wasn't the one that we watched. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then there was like an extra scene. There was like cross. There was more. Okay. It was cross cutting. It was cross cutting between like. She says, where's Michael? And in the next scene, it's him getting married to Apollonia. Because I have the note. Kay is like, where the fuck is Michael? And Michael is getting married in Sicily. <laughs> I mean, I have honestly, I feel like I've been there. You know what I mean? Like, like I've been ghosted so many times. I'm sure at least one of them got married to somebody. <laughs> and so, yeah, so if you've ever been ghosted for like two months, just know they probably had to fly to Sicily and they got married. After murdering a cop and they got married to someone that they can't talk to, like can't, they don't speak the same language and they just look at each other. I mean, he kind of spoke to That's she, what I assume every time I get ghosted. <laughs> well, you know, he kind of spoke like his, his his Italian got better and she spoke English. Remember, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. <laughs> Friday, Sunday, Saturday. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, in the third movie, Apollonia comes back a little bit. And Kay mentions, like, yeah, remember how you left me and you married someone else? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. There, there's a scene in the extended edition where the bodyguards are on the hills. Like, they're in Sicily and Pacino and his like Kahlo and Fabrizio, they're all like singing in the hills of Sicily. And I was just like, Bobby Deerfield, who is the man with the salami? Because <laughs> they were eating like salami or something. And I'm just like, who was that man with the hot air balloon and the salami? We'll never know. We'll never know. He made no sense. No sense. Oh. But yeah, I think. You know, when you think about great scenes in this movie, you think, oh, the wedding, you think, you know, they're in the restaurant and he's like shooting Salazzo and the cop. You think the baptism scene, you think the like hospital scene. I also think the scene where Michael is sitting in the chair and he's coming up with the plan to kill Salazzo and the cop. Mm-hmm. I think for me, that's my favorite scene. When we zoom in on him, because that's when he changes. But what about that's y'all? What What's your favorite scene? I don't know. I feel like I need to rewatch it to like absorb it a little more before I can make that decision. Do you have a favorite? I did like the final moment of. Diane Keaton's face when she like realizes 
that oh, yeah. he just lied to her directly. Yeah, because straight up, because they mm-hmm. they they're moved in, and Connie comes in screaming like, "You killed my husband!" Blah blah blah. Mm-mm. And then Kay's like, "Did you do it?" And he's like, "No." They're not saying about my business. And then he's like, "I'll answer this one time for you." And she asks again. And he's like, no. And then she walks out of the room and two more of his associates walk in and they start talking business. And she she just knows. Like, she can just tell. I, there's something that gives it away and I can't remember why. They start calling the way him... That she, they call him Godfather they, and they're kissing his hand. Yes, that's it. And she... She just recognizes that he has changed into the cruel man that he is now. And you know, Godfather 1 ends with the door closing on Kay's face. Mm-hmm. And there's an important moment in Godfather 2 where a door closes on Kay's face. Hmm. 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 Right, Shelby? Hmm. <laughs> I definitely thought of that scene for sure. What's your favorite scene in Godfather? Or favorite brother? I'll take either one. <laughs> Fredo's my favorite brother. Ooh. <laughs> he's a brother? Even though he's weak. <laughs> Even though he's a weakling. Yeah. I don't have a favorite scene. They're mostly all masterful. So. Great. So uh, pick one. So what what are we rating this movie? How many who was out of 10? 10 out of 10. I'm saying 10. Out of 10? 15 out of 10? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I agree with that. 15 out of 10. Or we can average it, if you want to average it. No, this is a dictatorship. (laughs) 10, 10, and 15. 15 out of 10. Hopefully you've already seen it. Um, It's a Christmas movie. But by the time this comes out, it will not be Christmas anymore. But it's also an anytime movie, so watch it. So watch it. Um... Well, yeah, so this is our last episode of the year 2020. But, uh, we, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, we, we will see. But don't worry, Pacinarinos, we'll be back with some content in 2021. I owe y'all some rewatches and, um, yeah, yeah, so we'll, we'll still be around. Uh, I just can't believe I did the. You know, it's like that. I, mean, I can't believe you've done this. But at me, like, I can't believe I've done this. I can't believe. I can't. You're incredible. Can't believe I did it. You're incredible. And I can't wait to put on my dating profile. I can absolutely guarantee I've watched more Al Pacino movies than you have. <laughs> 
you and know, it will be true. And it will be true. And you know what? I was feeling a little bit down yesterday. And do you want to know which yeah. song I was listening to to, you know, get through the emotions? Hey, baby, baby doll. What, what's, what's going, going on? on? <laughs> um, no. But also... Such a woman soundtrack. When... What? Such a woman soundtrack. Close. Godfather soundtrack. It was the end song from Hate. <laughs> would not have guessed that. I didn't realize that was part of your list. Of course it is, though. Uh, there's one time I spent like 30 minutes just listening to that song on repeat. <laughs> I, Olivia, I want to see your Spotify wrapped and see how Al Pacino has worked his way into that. So I don't, I don't listen to Spotify, so... All the stuff and my Spotify wrapped was like when I would listen to stuff at work. Mm-hmm. So it was like one album from M83. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're listening, I know I I I need to do a like a screen recording of me doing it on my phone to show you how I do it. That's, I because I, I I was able to get back to mine on my phone and I was like I need to send her how I did this. Um, yeah, because I need to know. I mean, I know WAP is my number one song of twenty. Yes, yes. So what do you listen to these songs on? Uh, Apple Music. Olivia? Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, because I am technically a student because I'm enrolled in one class, so I get half off on Apple Music. So. Mm. Um, but yeah also I wanted to say that when y'all were singing hey baby doll um, both of your microphone like cause you know with multiple calls and microphones and stuff like sometimes the audio skips out so it's like hey baby doll what's going on and I was like oh my god it's so creepy and so amazing and so chaotic like the year of Pacino we're not a professional podcast <sighs> but we are. But we are. Um, any any final thoughts? No, it was no. such a good movie. Thank you for bringing us along on this journey with you, Olivia. Yeah. No, I can't believe I thought I was going to try to do this all by myself. You know. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you didn't, because this has been fun. Can you, mm-hmm. Like, it would have been a lot sadder if I just watched all these Al Pacino movies without other people, you know? Like, that. But I was like, I don't know how you many... You would have made it through? I know I wouldn't, because when I was watching stuff by myself, I'd only watched, like, maybe seven movies in the first, like, uh, six weeks. And that's mm. that wasn't great progress. So, yeah, it takes a village, and my cat is playing with toys in the background. So, um, I gotta think of a question. I've got it. <laughs> okay, are y'all ready? <laughs> Do you know who would never ghost you and then run away to Sicily and get married <laughs> without telling you? Al Pacino, Al Pacino would never 
Never. Never. That man would... Well, he would never get married in the first place, so. <laughs> and we're gonna cut. Burn this. I'm sorry? This must never be seen. By anyone. 